In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In every gospel text, you can always find Jesus. He's the central content of all the scriptures, even when his name is not directly mentioned. It's no surprise to encounter Jesus in the gospel text, but it might be a surprise to learn that today you too are part of the story. Jesus is on his way to a small little town called Nain. His disciples and a great crowd are with him. No, you're not in the story yet, but you're about to be. As Jesus drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. There you are. And this is the account of your salvation. No, you weren't part of the crowd following Jesus or one of the mourners at the funeral procession. You weren't the mother or even one of the pallbearers. Well, who does that leave? The guy in the coffin. That's you. I told you you were in this story. The dead guy getting carried out to the grave. This is true of every one of us. Jesus is headed in one direction, down the path of eternal life and every blessing. A host of joyful saints is with him. And where were we? From the moment of conception, we were headed in the opposite direction. As sinners who must die, every moment of our lives was part of a slow, relentless march to the grave. No human effort could change this. There was no rescue or help against this for any creature. We brought this death with us, carrying and dragging it along from our mother's womb. And the best that our family or friends could do is to walk alongside mourning or perhaps to help carry the coffin. And soon enough, each one of them would find a place in that same coffin. Death reigned over all of us, and there was none who could oppose him, none save one. This is where the story of your salvation took an unexpected turn. That poor, miserable procession of death unexpectedly collided with the glorious, joyous procession of the Lord Jesus. He is the only one who does not come out of the city with the dead. He is not like the others who return home from the grave only to wait until they themselves are carried out. No, while all of humanity is being carried along in that tide of death, Jesus alone steps into the current and takes his stand against it. With might of ours cannot be done, soon were our loss effected. But for us fights the valiant one whom God himself elected. Ask ye who is this? Jesus Christ it is of Sabaoth, Lord, and there's none other God. He holds the field forever. First, Jesus comforts the poor widow who had nothing but death in her heart and tells her to stop weeping. Imagine that. Imagine going to a funeral and saying that to the grieving mother. Everyone else goes through the line, I'm sorry for your loss, I'm sorry for your loss. 
And Jesus comes up, stop crying. No one but Jesus would dare. And that's because no one but Jesus has any power over death. So now we get to the good part, the moment of your salvation. Jesus steps up to the coffin, lays hold of it, and says, Young man, I say to you, arise. Tell me, what part did you play in this? Did you send Jesus an invitation to your funeral? Did you make a choice to be resurrected? Perhaps there was still a spark of life and faith within your heart. Did you wiggle your little finger? No, you did none of these things. You didn't choose Jesus. You didn't invite him. You didn't muster your energy and reach out to him as he walked by. You were dead, the Bible says, dead in sins and trespasses. You did nothing. You chose nothing. You believed nothing. Your lifeless body was being carried out to its grave with no expectation for the future but hell and eternal punishment. But then Jesus showed up without warning, without invitation, without permission, and did what only he can do. He ruined another funeral. That's what Jesus does. He ruined his own funeral. Imagine the celebration in hell that got cut abruptly short on Easter morning. And because of that day, Jesus has been going around ruining other people's funerals. Here are the devil's pallbearers rejoicing as they carry off another victim of sin and death. But suddenly Jesus stands in the way and death is forced to stop in its tracks. Young man, I say to you, arise. You and I can say all sorts of things that don't come to pass. But when Jesus speaks, even death must give up its prey. And this is what happened. The Lord of life stopped your funeral procession and said, I say to you, arise. And you did. That's the story of your salvation. That's exactly how it happened. And what did you do? Nothing. You were just there for the ride, so to speak. One moment, you were dead in your sins and trespasses, headed to the grave, and the next moment, you were made alive in Christ Jesus. This story, recorded in Luke chapter 7, literally happened. The widow's son was raised. Jesus said, arise, and the young man did. And it literally happened for you as well, though the words Jesus would have said to you were these, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And at these words, the dead man sat up. In a single moment, God interrupted the somber procession of death that no power on earth could have stopped. And he gave you new life. And then what? What happens next? You follow Jesus, of course. What else could you do? 
He interrupted your death and unexpectedly put you on the road to eternal life. There's nothing else to be done but to follow him. I sometimes wonder what they did with the casket. Perhaps it lay abandoned on the side of the road. Though, truth be told, that young man would later have grown old and needed it again. Because, you see, what Jesus gave you is greater than what the young man received that day. His body was raised for a few more years, and then he died again, and they carried him out to the grave once more. But Jesus has given you eternal life. Yes, they will carry you out as well one day, unless Christ returns first. But Jesus promises, he who believes in me, even though he die yet, will he live, for I myself will raise him up on the last day. Believing these words, we joyfully follow Jesus, knowing that he leads us not to the grave, even though it is before us, but through the grave into paradise. We know that these same words spoken to that young man 2,000 years ago, words that were spoken again to you in your baptism, will once again sound in your ears. On the last day, Jesus will touch your grave once again, saying, Young man, I say to you, arise. And then you and every believer in Christ will join that joyful throng as we follow our Lord Jesus through the gates into that heavenly city. In the name of Jesus, amen.